Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Rose is an undocumented 17-year-old Filipina, dreams of one day leaving her small Texas town to pursue her country music dreams, her world is shattered when her mom is suddenly picked up by the Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Rose, facing a new reality, is forced to flee the scene, leaving behind the only life she knows and embarks on a journey of self-discovery as she searches for a new home in the honky-tonk world of Austin, Texas. The film is called Yellow Rose, and we're joined today by the director as well as the writer, and producer, and that would be Diane Moragas. Diane, welcome back to Film School Radio. Thank you. This is the second time that I've seen Yellow Rose, and uh, it just holds up beautifully. I think that uh, it's such a nuanced story uh, and the way it's told. It really could have, there's some points in the film where it could have veered into you know more of cliches and tropes, and it doesn't, and the acting is superb. Where did the story for Yellow Rose come from? Well, I, I, I grew up in Lubbock, Texas, um, and, and I was one of the only Filipino kids growing up there. I sort of took that childhood memory and sort of flipped it on its side in that, um, although I played music, I did, definitely didn't play country music, and my family wasn't being deported. I kind of added those two elements into this story, and it just felt like the beginnings of a story that you would want to follow over the course of a film and, and a protagonist that you would... I think naturally root for. Um, and it was also kind of a metaphoric new American dream in that she loves country music and it sort of doesn't have a place for her or, or so she thinks. As I said, it's a very nuanced story. You managed to bring in a lot of different elements. This idea of her mom being uh, deported, being here uh, without papers, uh, a sort of a fish out of water, uh, struggling, dealing with poverty, there there are a lot of issues, uh, and it it works so well. And I think a lot of it has to do with the casting. Eva Noblezada is just absolutely wonderful as Rose. Um, talk a little bit about the, the the different elements and 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 you uh, casting Eva into the role. Yeah, it was a search that I had been working on for a very long time. We we did an exhaustive search when we um, did our short film, which was a couple of years ago. And, you know, I was hoping I would kind of discover a real rose. And I saw a lot of amazing, talented young actresses. But um, by the time we got all of our financing together to shoot the feature, Eva was coming off of her run as Kim and Miss Saigon on Broadway for which she was nominated for a Tony at I think 21 years old. I went to go see her in the play and she just blew me away. And I, I, I kind of knew she was the one and she was. And uh, we, we actually waited for her uh, because it took a while to get off of that project. And then she was on a hiatus and then uh, we had this little pocket of time before she started her next Broadway play, which was Hades Town, for which she got a second Tony nomination in the play one best play, best musical. But that little pocket in between these two productions were when we shot the film, we kind of moved everything around to fit her schedule. It was definitely worth it. She gives 
I think a performance, uh, an incredible breakthrough performance. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited that it's coming out on digital now that, that, so that people will really discover what an incredible, what an incredible performance it is. It's being released through Sony Pictures. And um, mm -hmm. you want to talk a little bit about uh, the rollout for it. Is there a virtual theater release or is it going to be in the VOD? Yes. So we had a theatrical run back in October. Um, we were in 900 theaters, but because of the pandemic, it was, you know, not a lot of people uh, came out for it. Our digital release is today. So that's why we're kind of um, really excited to, to, to finally get to introduce the film to a lot of audiences who weren't able to see it uh, during our theatrical run. And it will be released in Blu-ray on January 5th. Well, congratulations on that. That That's fantastic. And the virtual theater, it's the necessity that has grown out of the uh, effects of the impacts of COVID on our society and our ability to get together in, in open spaces and uh, especially brick and mortar theater. So um, I'm glad that it got that run. Uh, but I really think that this is going to be the platform is, which is going to launch the film as well as Eva into our consciousness. She there's a there's this kind of quiet confidence in her in watching her performance, um, how she how self-assured she is. But and she's able to play the the vulnerable parts of the, the story. She's also strong. She's also, as you alluded to, very talented singer. Her and she I don't know if this is a, you know, a, a style of music that she had been familiar with before she started to play um, the role uh, in this film, but she certainly adapted to it very, very well. If she hadn't. No, she didn't. She really didn't know much about country music when she when she came on board. We didn't have a whole lot of prep time, but we luckily had Dale Watson, who plays himself and who is a country legend in his own right, um, who was kind of her teacher, just like he is in the film. And so I think in many ways that relationship seems more authentic because he really was playing that role for her, not just in character, but also off screen as her kind of country music teacher. We're just really lucky that we had him and we got to have his world to play around in. And all of those things I think contributed to, to making the film feel authentic. But of course, you know, her talents uh, being able to adapt to it and, you know, as confident of a performer as she is, I think she really played it off well, that she was hesitant and, and amateurish in the beginning. And then you get to see her by the end really kind of owning it. Um, and I thought all of that was very believable because of her tremendous acting talent. I like the fact that to most people's perception of country Western music to see uh, an Asian American playing, being uh, aspiring to to the that world, uh, mm. is creates another kind of level to the film. It's, I mean, it's sort of the American story. It's, and the, it's American quote unquote, American music that, uh, and there's a directness, not only in, in the songs that she writes, but generally, I think that's one of the calling cards of, of country Western music. There's a directness to the, whatever the story might be. It's kind of un mm -hmm. usually unfettered kind of storytelling. And, the fact that her songs reflect that are the songs that are written for the film. And Dale, Dale Watson is no small part of, of bringing this really kind of ties the film together in this last third of the film. I really felt like he, I've never seen a Mac before. I don't know how many films he's been in, but there there's a, there's a very raw kind of um, quality to his performance. It seems very unforced. Yes. And I, I think, um, 
you know, when I cast him, he said, listen, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm not an actor. I'm a reactor. <laughs> and I said, and that's, and I said, you know what, that's great. So we're going to, and when he said that to me, I knew exactly how to sort of write his part and how to work with him as an actor and, and kind of what you were saying, you know, I think my objective in the film was to make a country song that was a movie. And, you know, there's an old saying that country music is three chords and the truth. And that was the tone I was kind of going for in the film, very straightforward, very sincere. And like you said, the tone of the movie as well as the music had to have that sort of simplicity, which is difficult because it's difficult to write a simple song. It's difficult to make a simple film that feels real. Um, it's actually harder than it looks. And I just was really grateful to have such an incredibly talented group of people that helped realize this, this kind of vision. Is this something about country music that inspired you in some way? Or is, or is it just this happened? To I be think it was the idea of, you know, I wasn't a country fan before. I think I started coming up with this film and I certainly am a country fan now, but very much so. And I also wrote some of the music in the film. Um, one of the songs, which is called Quietly Into the Night, I actually wrote that song on set when we were shooting the film because at that point I had Eva, I had Dale, we had the locations, we were shooting, just felt like I wanted to write another song that was very much in that world. And um, it just seeped into me. And I, 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 we recorded that song kind of the last week of shooting and um, on the last day of shooting, we went into the studio and recorded it and ended up being a pretty big song in the film. You know, the film itself and the people around it inspired me yeah. to write this other piece of music. And so, and you were doing something right that it, it it even jolted some creative creativity and musicality out of me as we were shooting. That's awesome. That's a great story. Is there a soundtrack to the? There is a soundtrack. It is out now. It's on all the platforms on on Apple Music, on Spotify, Amazon Music, and you can listen to it there. After you watch the film, you can keep listening to those songs. Also, it's being released by Sony Music, so we're really and proud of that. And no, no kidding, no, no kidding to our to our audience. Th this is they're really good songs, uh, and they're it's really well done. I thought the stuff that we see recorded in the studio with um, with Dale, the, mm -hmm. there, there was some really great stuff in in there. And you know, for me, there's country music. I'll just sort of dive, you know, a little bit of a diversion here. Uh, there is what we generally hear on today's kind of you know high end pop sounding. Uh, what so-called country western music and then there's towns van zandt there there are this kind exactly. of exactly you know that that to me to me to my ears is what country western music jimmy rogers me too oh, yeah you know well you know yeah. you know we pay a big big tip of our hat to towns van zandt in the yeah. film it's her it's her hero and i think for those music snobs they'll catch on right away about what it is what the kind of country music that we're tipping our hat to from the beginning of the film Emmy Lou Harris, yeah. you know, um, yeah, Rodney Crowell, yeah, Dolly Rodney Crowell, yeah, Guy Clark, who Guy Clark, in the film, yeah. um, Guy Clark, we have a, a song from him in the film, so yeah. all yeah. of that kind of stuff, and Dale Watson himself. So I hope we kind of turn people on to that kind of country music. Which, yeah. no offense to the other kind of country music, but that's certainly the stuff that I that that speaks to my soul. It was from that place that we made this movie. Well, amen to you and amen to all the music snobs out there who are listening to the sound of our voices, because that's true. OK, guys, that is the truth. What Diane just said. Well, I want to thank you again. Thank you so much for uh, the film Yellow Rose and for thank the performance. You. There's a number of wonderful performances in this film. 
But above and beyond, Eva Doblezada is superb. I look for great things from her moving forward. She she has taken this role and made it her own. She is all of that and more. And um, I want to, again, thank you for helping launch her into my consciousness and I hope uh, into the consciousness of American film goers moving forward. So Diane Haragas, thank you so very much for your film, Yellow Rose, as the director, producer, and writer of it. Come back anytime. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Music